His claim to fame is a last name All he did in County Roadside He's got callous tans and a callous tar And that suits him just fine Making it day to day, working his life away Trying to find a little peace of mind Whoa, but that's his bloodline Bars and a beard back at it again it's just it's just brad today it's just mr beard dude uh back on the microphone uh tony is working he had a late shift last night doing main street live and he's back at it again so i appreciate what he's doing today um we'll go ahead and mention our sponsors haven miller state farm i appreciate what you do for us we couldn't do it without you uh, hospitality heating and air gene and lisa lucas thank you spikes uh fresh pork skins and boiled peanuts Man, I need some uh, boiled peanuts, man. You know, you ain't really came through uh, for me lately, but it's my fault. I hadn't told you where we moved to. Um, and we've got Sign Techniques, so TJ Christenberg. Uh, appreciate you looking for, forward to that new banner. Uh, got something I want to talk about today. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, I'm pretty passionate about. I have a lot of uh, um, interest in it, and... It's something that I've kind of volunteered for, but we want to talk about Miracle Park. Now, when I talk about Miracle Park, I want to let you know that uh, I went to a – in order to volunteer, I had to go to a class. And uh, when I went to the class last week um, at Boyd Hill, it was really interesting to me to, to see what Rock Hill is doing different uh, than most of the other Miracle Leagues around. Uh, they've really gone above and beyond – to try to include uh, everyone with the NFL, the Panthers doing the play 60. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, there's something for everybody out there tomorrow, which you won't hear this till tonight, but tomorrow is the um, opening day. Uh, yours truly will be out there pitching some curveballs. I'm going to try to strike all the kids out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I think I'm just looking forward to it. And I have a, a guest on here who brought her husband who's over there hiding because he don't want to be on a microphone, which is kind of funny because he's a hell of a singer. So, I mean, <laughs> he knows how to work a microphone. But uh, Kylie Carroll, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and get you right. There you go. All right. So, I want to talk about Miracle Park. You're really uh, uh, an integral part in it. Um, I reached out to you because I was trying to get involved as far as doing some donation through something I do on the side. Uh, and it's kind of cool, too, because I've known you forever. So when I was looking for somebody to kind of help me figure out how I can get involved or how I could donate or do whatever, there you were. Like, I saw your post and everything, and I'm like, this is pretty cool, like, trustworthy person. So tell me, tell me how you got involved in it. So um, I, my background is in special ed. I was a special ed teacher and then regular ed teacher for about 18 years. And um, actually, Chan was not happy in his job, and I was looking for something for him. I saw an Instagram ad for Miracle Park executive director. He loves kids. He mentioned wanting to work outside and get out of an office. And so I just inquired about the position 
and found out it was part-time, knew that wasn't what he needed, right. and kind of let it go. And a couple weeks later, um, someone from the executive team reached out to me and said, hey, you asked and you didn't submit your resume, and um, I've checked you out, and I think you should apply. Right. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I don't need a job. I have five kids and a part-time job teaching five. preschool. that's what I'm talking five. about. You and me in the club, <laughs> yep. I hear you. Um, and she said, well, you know, as a mom of typically developing kids and a kid with special needs, don't you want to tell us what we need to do? And I said, I mean, sure, I'll come talk to you about the park. And, well, two years later, here I am. I'm right. the executive director of the park. Cool. That's that's <laughs> awesome. But it's funny how things work that way, right? Yes. Like you, it, you, you weren't even looking for anything for you. You were looking for Chan. No, I had a job, and I was good. Yeah. And, um, and here I am. But this is um, – definitely where the Lord wants me to right. be. It's a great job and most of the time it doesn't feel like work. It's just fun. Right. So when did the when did the process start as far as Rock Hill looking to bring in something like this? So um I'm I mean it's been probably eight years since right. the first conversation. Um David Williams, Warren Norman and Alice Davis are kind of the visionaries for right. the project. Um David has a nephew, Jacob who um, is in a wheelchair, and, um, you know, they're, they're a baseball family. Yeah. And um, so David and Warren grew up playing baseball, and um, Jacob wanted to play baseball. He does not live in Rock Hill, and um, his mom found the Miracle League. And so David and his family went to watch Jacob play in Miracle League. David came back and said, hey, Warren, we got to do this. Right. Um, they started talking to the um, sports commission, and, um, you know, Warren's a developer, so looking around Rock Hill, where can we do this? Um, got into conversations with the city. The city was on board right away with us using Winthrop Field to build a miracle field. And then um, just as the conversation started and the dream got bigger and talking to Winthrop about that unused land that was there, um, everybody just realized this is something Rock Hill really needs and right. we're going to do it big. Well, I mean, it's already a sports and tourism town, right? right. So you have uh, the new, what is that? I can't even remember the name of it. Where they, the where Indoor they, Center. The Indoor Center, which has brought a lot of attention. I mean, you have right. Cornhole. You have some of the basketball tournaments coming mm -hmm. into town. You have the men's and women's co-ed adult league, which the volleyball league, which I think is hilarious because I've, <laughs> I've seen my, uh, like Tony's son, my nephew, I've seen him uh, play which is it's he's not very good but that adds to it right that adds to the humor and the fun of it um and it'll hear tony talk about how bad he is but, but hey i love you austin but uh no i think to have this too also brings it to where it's a it's a sports and tourism town for everybody right not just the people that are physically able to do sports activities right and that's where you know the the real movement came like this is Football City USA. This right. is a sports town, but we're leaving people out right. unintentionally. So right. what can we do to bring everybody in? Right. And then looking at our facilities and realizing a lot of them, even though they're wonderful and they're state-of-the-art and well done, they're not accessible to right. everyone. So um, that's what started us on this I'm, path. Dude, I'm super pumped. Like, I can't wait to uh, – I have a buddy that's – I think he's going to be playing in the league, Barrett. Um, I've spoken to him several times. I actually want to bring him on here, and we're trying to work it out because he just wants to – his whole thing is like he wants to normalize it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
and he I think he's just a good soul anyway but you know he's gonna I think he's gonna be there talking to him seeing how excited he was because he came to the meeting mm-hmm. um, where the volunteers and everybody were at just just like I just I I, I coach travel ball right uh, travel softball and I think that um, when you get into sports like around the 14 to 16 age it gets more competitive um, speaking from experience with my kids it gets more competitive the pressure's there uh, it adds stress which is not always a bad thing because you have kids that are just going to be phenomenal. Uh, But what I can't wait to see tomorrow is pure joy. Right. Right. Like it doesn't, there's no pressure. I don't feel like Um, the parents are going to get to see their kids have a good time. You have volunteers that wholeheartedly are there just for the kids. Right. And there's, I mean, it's just going to be joy. And I I can't wait because, I mean, dude, this stress will be in a coach, especially when you're coaching your own daughter. Like, we're just a fat bump, bumping head. She's going to come out there with me tomorrow. Awesome. Um, we're going to bring some other girls from the team out there just so just just to help out, you know, any way we can. I want to go to what got you going into special needs as far as a special ed teacher. Um, so in high school, I thought that I knew I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I was going to go be a neonatologist. I've always loved babies. That was my thing. And um, when I was 15, I got drafted to do a camp for adults with special needs. I was not excited about it. I was slightly terrified and thought, I don't know how to do this. Not just I don't want to, but I don't know how. Um, and I, I really don't have words to describe that week, but, um, it was one of the best weeks of my life. Um, I met all kinds of wonderful people, but specifically my camper brought a level of peace and joy to my chaotic life that I had not experienced before. Um, she was the slowest person I've ever met in my life. I am not slow. I don't talk right. slow. I don't move slow. That week I was forced to because I was on her schedule. Right. Um, she pointed out every chipmunk, every flower, everything. And she kept telling me, she was very verbal. She kept telling me, my special friend Kylie, you got to slow down. You got to slow <laughs> down. You need to talk to Jesus. <laughs> And, um, and I did, that's what I needed. And she knew that. And, um, and that week I just came out of that week with a passion for, um, people who learn differently and who think about life differently. And I think in a lot of ways, um, those differences have an advantage on those of us who are typically developing. And, um, just from that point on the Lord just guided my paths to, to changing schools, changing, major changing everything about my life um began to revolve around this population i think it was funny when you say chaos because a lot of i've heard this and uh, for for years and years and i tell people all the time like out of chaos comes clarity yes right so i mean it was just funny how you said that because i've I've been in situations like that from my point of view i had um my mom's sister jean um she had a son that had cerebral palsy and when he was, I would say, it's sad that I don't really know exactly how old he is now because they live in Spartanburg. They moved down there because there's a school for him down mm-hmm. there. Um, he's in his 30s uh, at this point. But when when he was a kid and they still lived in Rock Hill, my mom kept Christopher. And 
when I'm a kid, like I don't really, I just know there's something different, you know, but I don't really know, you know, everything going on. But as time went on, you start to understand, like he can, like he could still, they, they said he'd never be able to communicate and he'd never be able to walk. He was able to walk. He learned sign language, you know, certain things in sign language. He loved to watch my dad cut the grass. That was mm-hmm. like the best thing for him. And you think even though they're different or the, like he still had like certain abilities consciously that way he like he knew you knew when he was mad so he had mm-hmm. he had the feeling of anger um which makes me think he had the feeling of sorrow right right and you had these kids that even though they're different they still go through the same emotions as us and you have to uh, you have to wonder like what are they like what are they really feeling like am right. i doing something that that hurts their feelings do they feel sad because they're they don't they're not looked at the same way i am so through christopher it i don't know i just i've had a you know, a certain spot, you know, in my heart. Now, let me clarify something. You, I know you're not the authority, but my <laughs> wife kind of got me yesterday because we were having a conversation, and this is about terms, right? Right. All right. So I was talking to her and some of the girls about on the softball team about going and volunteering. And how did I say it? I said, kids uh, physically and mentally disabled. She said, it's like she she was upset. She was like, <laughs> Brad, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't sound, but I don't know. You know, I'm right. It's like when you search so hard to try to find a word that doesn't hurt somebody's feelings, you can hurt somebody's feelings. Right. So when people come out there or like when I have the girls out there tomorrow or they go back and tell people, Hey, you should come with me, you know, to come out there and volunteer is really good. What what do you say? Like I don't I don't I don't wanna I'm cool with pissing people off, but I don't want to hurt people's feelings right. like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think it's hard because, um, like everything, what's politically correct changes all, oh, all the, the time. time. And so trying to stay aware of what's the right term is hard. And as a parent of a child with special needs, I can like tense up when the wrong thing is used, but I have to remember like people, people don't mean it on purpose. They just don't know. So right. I'm glad you asked. The best rule of thumb is people first language. And what that means is I see you as a person first. I don't see your disability first. So my son is a child who has special needs. He is a child with Down syndrome. He's not a Downs kid. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so you put the child first or the person first. Now, the only place where that gets sticky is um, as people become older, um, certain communities actually have a different pref- preference, like deaf culture. They prefer to be called a deaf person instead of a person who's hard of hearing. Right. Um, there are different facets within the autism community. Some prefer a child with autism. Some prefer I'm autistic. So um, if the person, if you have a relationship with them, ask. As a parent, I am never opposed to questions, even if it seems insensitive. I'd rather you ask than just be wondering Um, because when people ask, it shows they're interested and they want to learn rather than um, I don't ever take it as a judgment or um, or or being insensitive. It's curious. And one of the things that we are trying to cultivate at Miracle Park is a culture of asking. Right. You know, ask me if you don't know how to say it, if you don't know how to interact with this person, just ask. We'll tell you. Oh, I'll ask. Like, I'm just <laughs> curious in general about it's like I try to get as much information as possible. Um, you said you had a, a child with you said, what did you say? He has down. Syndrome. He has down syndrome. I think that there's 
certain people that can handle that. I'm going to brag on y'all for a minute because <laughs> I've known y'all forever. I've always thought y'all were just the most pleasant people individually before y'all started, you know, dating or whatever. I've known you forever with Jason Herring. Just, I mean, just, just fantastic guy, man. You, like, I, I don't remember really what it was, but for whatever reason, I remember being scared of your dad. <laughs> um, he could have been, he was a scary person. I don't sometimes. know. It was just something when I was thinking about this morning, I was like, I remember her daddy was scary, but I don't remember, like, I think it was like you a cotillion or something. picked me up for cotillion yeah. and he met you on the porch with a gun. <laughs> it was scary. Um, but no, I just think that, you know, there's certain people that are, that are meant and made to handle that. So it makes complete sense to me. It makes complete sense to me. Um, that you, that is that y'all that y'all have a child like that because I don't think everybody can handle it. Well, what's funny is um, y'all are just awesome. I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> I think you. you're fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Chan likes that. Are you gonna sing a song? No. <laughs> we didn't set out to adopt a child with special right. needs. Even with my background, um, that was never part of Kylie and Chan's plan. And I think Chan would have told you. A long time ago, he is not a person who thought he could handle that right. or that that was his thing. Um, we actually set out to adopt older kids, plural, and um, obviously the Lord had a different plan. Um, we we pursued adoption right after we got married and found out that um, we were looking specifically at China because I went to China and um, we weren't old enough to adopt from China right. right after we got married. And so um, then the Lord had other plans for us, and we had babies and babies and babies. <laughs> and, and finally um, got to the point where we knew it was time to start the adoption process and um, spent some time in prayer over what that looked like and um, landed um, in Ethiopia and said we wanted to adopt older siblings and we waited and we were, well, when we agreed to that, we were told, are you sure? Cause it's going to be fast. You're going to have two to three more kids in your home in six months. And we were like, I, I guess. Right. <laughs> and, um, and then it didn't happen and it didn't happen and it didn't happen. And we kept having to wait and, um, our kids were so ready for their brothers and sisters and, and we were, and we just kept waiting and things kept stalling and, um, the politics changed, and uh, long story short, it was a seven-year wait to get to Caduce. And um, when and and something else I said from the beginning of our process was, I don't want to look at waiting kid lists because that feels wrong. It feels like I'm picking my child, and um, how do I know who right, is right. mine? And I want them all, you right, know. Yeah. Um, but our um, our adoption social worker encouraged us as a family to go through these waiting child lists and just pray for kids and pray for them to find their home. And um, I just remember seeing his picture and there was something different. And I was like, oh, that, I, I think that's it. And I knew from looking at the picture that he had Down syndrome and that that was not what we had planned. And it just felt weird and scary and hard. And how was I going to tell Chan that I thought this was my son? And, and even with her Right. To think about right. Bringing this child into our life. She knew that, that it would. Yeah, 
I don't know. I, like I, like I said, man. Like I don't. I feel like I'm a pretty patient person. Um, they would probably disagree with you at home. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I think it's something to be commended because there are children that need great parents and people uh, that will love them unconditionally. And I mean, looking back on what I know of y'all since we were kids, like, oh my God, like just, I can <laughs> see it completely. Um, with everything that she's got going on, Chan, uh, with Miracle Park, um, is it is it is it tough t- for her to take time, or is you just know that's her role? Like, I, cause I could I remember Dad uh, doing everything that he did, and Mama supported him. She knew that's what he was meant to do. You know what I mean? There was never like any kind of, and I guess when you just know that's what somebody's meant to do, you know, you have the utmost respect, but you just she's just got to do it. Say something. I don't know, man. Here, just just all over the place. Yeah, we'll get on college. Um, yeah, see, y'all share stuff anyway, so yeah. you just go for it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, really the time element was initially a concern, like, because we wanted her to be at home, invest in the kids, and she already had a part-time job. Um, but uh, they were super easy with that and, and, you know, very much affirming, yes, we want your family first. Right. Uh, so let's try this out and see if it works. Um, and, and I did want her to, to step into that because I knew it's where her passion and her heart right. you know, uh, are. Um, so it's been really neat just to see her um, flourish in that environment and be able to pour into something she's so passionate about. I mean, she, you know, she does the same for me with music. She knows right. that's my passion, and, and I have my outlets for that and my hours and hours that go into that. So it's the same thing, just you know, seeing that in her and um, – you know, like o- opening day a couple weeks ago, just uh, coming out there and seeing hundreds of people all over those grounds um, was just kind of, you know, just surreal, um, you know, knowing that she was, you know, a part of that and from going from groundbreaking to seeing the park open um, and, and her and all the other people that put so much time and energy and money into this happening, um, just to see the, the, the fruits of her passions and, you know. Right. That's, but I think it's cool, too, because, like, you you have support from him. Um, the people that have been involved from day one, they're supportive. Has it surprised you, the support you've gotten from everybody else in Rock Hill? Oh, yeah. Th- I mean, the fact that we were able to raise $6 million before the park ever opened. Dang, I can't even fathom that. Is mind-blowing. I know. Like, I, I don't really even know what $6 million is, right? Yeah, I'm, but. Yeah. But that people are so much behind this that they have pledged to give monthly, give yearly to, to make this happen is really humbling. Yeah, but I know uh, Brooke, my sister, you know, her son passed recently about seven months ago. And I know she was real quick to donate to Miracle Park because of everything Colby did with kids. So right. I think his name's up there somewhere it's maybe. It's up there. Yeah, yeah, so we'll check that out tomorrow. And then next year uh, she's going to do like a big fundraiser to raise some money for Miracle Park. Um, I give my 
you know, whatever little bit from beard oil, which, That's you know, right. so, but I mean, I think it's cool to have, I think it, when people take ownership of what's in their community and they get passionate about it, it helps the build, but it also helps the community build. Right. I think it changes people. It does. And as a parent, you know, um, there are so many ways that, um, that society tells you your kid can't do this. Mm-hmm. Your kid isn't a part of this. Um, you know, uh, sometimes school systems are right. against your child. It right. feels like, and so, um, so there's this defensiveness yeah. um, that just becomes a part of who you are, and this has really broken that down because I see that more people are with us and for yes. us than against us and those that even appear to be against us they just don't understand what it's like and what our goals are and for so long there's been such a separate system that inclusion is weird right you know not not in a sense that it really is weird but it's a foreign concept what does inclusion mean what does it look like how do we do this but there really is um a receptive heart for it in rock hill it's just a matter of of teaching what right. does it look like and what does my child need and um something that my daughter um our oldest Jaden has become really passionate about she doesn't like the term special needs because what's special a need is a need everybody right. needs love food water those Dude, are that's, needs that's pretty dope what you right? just said yeah I didn't even think about that yeah, she doesn't like it what's special about it it's different abilities and so in my brain, I'm trying to move towards that. We all have different abilities, and different doesn't mean good or bad or special. Right. It's just different. Um, I was an athlete in high school. I'm not saying I'm the greatest athlete, but there's something to be said about when people cheer for you. I can't wait to yes. see, you know what I mean, like kids to be, like tomorrow, they're the center of attention. Right. 100%. It's not going to be about anything else. But unless I strike somebody out, y'all better cheer for me because I'm telling you <laughs> that screwball is coming in hot, son. I'm just telling you. No, um, no, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm just ready to take it in, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just I'm ready to take it in. I'm ready for the girls to see it, um, to see what true joy and you know why people play baseball or softball or whatever it is. Um, I know y'all got a lot of plans moving forward. Like this is not it right. for this Miracle Park. Like this one. is just phase one. So what else y'all got? Is there anything you could tell me or is it like top uh, secret? No, it's like not secret. Bat um, cave, like what's right. going on? <laughs> no, we are, we're ready to talk about it. We're excited about phases two and three. Um, phase two will be starting hopefully next spring. Um, we um, are very blessed to have the support of the Panthers and um and South Carolina just gave us a $500,000 grant for phase two. So we're going into phase two with $1.2 million, good, good. Um, which is just, again, overwhelming and exciting. But phase two will have another Miracle Field. And that was important to us so that we can host tournaments because right. Miracle League is phenomenal. But if you don't have two fields, you still can't get that competitive right. tournament feel. Um so the phase, uh, the second field will be coming. There will be a golf element for adaptive golf. Um, there's going to be a multi-purpose field, which will be laid out like a baseball field, but it'll have the same pebble flex surface right. as the miracle field. So any field, any sport that can be played on that type of field, um, soccer, base, I mean soccer, football, basketball, volleyball, lacrosse. Um, yeah. 
any of those kinds of things will be played on that field. Then um, we were initially going to have two multi-purpose fields, but as we started to collaborate with the Panthers, a new opportunity came up that we are really excited about, and we are going to have the first adaptive challenge course in the world. So a Play 60 um, American Ninja Warrior course that is accessible and adaptable for those who who can't access the one like at Freedom Park. How cool is that, Rockville? Jeez, man. So cool. There's so many things to be proud about, but like this to me is like, I think it's, it's probably a cornerstone. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy about it. It's, it's really exciting. We're working with um, game time recreation. I mean, these elements don't even exist. Right. We are designing and developing them. Um, it's just, it's a really exciting thing to get to be a part of. Um, and so then that, and then there's also, we had to have a really big retention pond because of the nature of the, the right. land. And um, we are going to turn that into a therapeutic catch and release fishing pond. Oh, um, and so and y'all got smart people figuring this stuff. We out. do, we yeah. do. Um, so docks that have wheelchair locks to make them safe. We've got a whole team of anglers who are going to come teach kids how to fish. Um, um, I think ATC and South Point High School are going to help us design the fish hatchery and figure out what plants and what fish can go in there. Um, it's just, it's so exciting. You see me smiling because like normally yeah. I'm an asshole, but like this stuff right here, like it's, it's like really, it's touching to me, you know, um, I'm cool. I'm, I'm glad that the Panthers got involved. I remember Barrett talking about, he wanted to come on here and say that he wanted to normalize everything. I think another aspect of this that I just thought about is, um, you know, you have certain playgrounds. Like, this is open for all the kids, right? Right, it's for everyone. You have everyone. certain playgrounds that, you know, certain kids are not able to. So imagine everybody playing alongside each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be included. Like, I'm playing on the same playground that she's playing on. She's right. playing on the same playground that I'm playing on. So I think that also adds to the normalcy of what Barrett was talking about. Um, right. And that's that's our, that's our goal. This is not uh, a park for people with needs for people with um, physical limitations. It is a park for everybody so that they can do things together and so that we can normalize and um, and, and just, like, include... You don't go through life avoiding different kinds of people. Um, you're going to come into contact with all kinds of people. So why don't we make that normal on a playground, on sports teams? Phase three is about employment. We're going to have businesses that seek to employ people with intellectual disabilities because 80% of people with disabilities are out of work right now. Right. Um, and so we want to change those statistics and, and like you said, just normalize it. Like we do life with all kinds of people. So we want to work and play and have recreation with everyone too. Isn't it funny how, uh, when you think about inclusion, um, people have not included certain people for, for so very long and, I mean, a long time. This is in all aspects, right? But this specifically with what we're, what you're doing there. You have people that have not included everybody, you know, whether it's a fault of their own, but those certain people have not been included. And then you have the people that have never been included mm-hmm. willing to include everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're the ones that are willing to include everybody. They've been, mm-hmm. you know, excluded for so long, and then when they have an opportunity probably to have something that if they wanted it to be, it could probably be just theirs. Right. And they're willing to include everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that can that can go in all aspects of life, which is you know, um, what else was I? There was something else I was gonna 
So is, uh, is everything in that one area? Because somebody said something about Winthrop, but you're not talking about the ball fields at Winthrop. You're just talking about everything's going to be in right. that area. Yeah, it's 15 acres. So in that area. In that area right yeah. there's 15 acres with a tennis course not? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, I played there since I was a kid, and I feel like I could have ran that for days and not. <laughs> well, yeah. that includes all the wooded stuff. That oh, there. yeah. Yeah, where people used to go hide. Right. And, yeah, I remember that, too. <laughs> um, let's talk about merchandise. So you have stuff. Because we're trying to drive just support in all aspects, right? Right. right. We have um, tumblers, coffee mugs, water bottles, visors. We're getting some new baseball hats made. Um, We have T-shirts of all types. We have our traditional Miracle Park T-shirt. We just had two new designs that really promote inclusion. One says inclusion is within everyone's ability, and the other says be nice and make everyone feel included. Um, and those are for sale at the park. We have short sleeve, long sleeve. Um, all so everything's moved colors. to the park now. Everything is okay. at the park now. Um, we have our new logo on a new shirt too that says "I like a the place belong for everyone to belong." Yeah. Yes. Um, and I'll brag. My daughter designed this shirt. Um, <laughs> That's my girl. I, I like a little artistic ability. Yeah. So you can get shirts, um, any of our merchandise at the park. Um, is there certain times to go in there and get it? Yes, it is staffed from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. It will also be staffed when there are games. Um, and you just walk up to the window. It, there's a, a sign that says information right beside the concessions window. Okay, how else can people give? You can go online and donate through Venmo. Or um, we have a new text to give app. And the information for that is on our website, which is rockhillmiraclepark.com. Say it again. Nope, it's miracleparkrockhill.com. Say it again. Miracleparkrockhill.com. <laughs> People need to know. Yes. Um, and then that also tells you a way that you can write checks and mail them in if you prefer that as well. What about social media? What do y'all got? Social media, we have um, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And um, for some reason, they all have different handles. But if you search, <laughs> they, they do, I don't know I why. had the toughest time. I think I messaged you yeah. trying to find that Venmo, man, because <laughs> I, I would go under York County, then I'd go into Miracle Park, and then it was like, it was it was bad. But, yes. I, I mean, we're good now. I got the, I got the memory in there. <laughs> so every month, I know exactly what to click on. Yes, we set up different things at different times, and then handles got taken. So um, do look and make sure that you see a picture that is reflective of Miracle Park. Um, but... But specifically around here, because there's Miracle Parks. There is there Miracle Parks here? I know there. there's a Miracle League, but is the Miracle Park um, specifically to the Rock Hill Park, or is I believe there are some other parks that are called Miracle, Miracle Park. Park. So make sure it says Rock Hill Miracle Park. It will either have the Rock Hill Park first or last. So under the Venmo, it says like York County. Yes. York. So York County. Um, Disabilities Foundation. Okay, that's how I found it. Right. So the Disabilities Foundation is the nonprofit that Miracle Park operates through. Yeah. I was like, girl, I'm trying to give you money, man. <laughs> like, y'all making it hard Make for it me easy. to get <laughs> yeah. All of that is on the website, though. So a lot of big things coming. When do you think it'll be concluded? How, what's the time? Because you, you talk about two more phases, right? Right. We hope that phase two will begin next spring. Um, it will not be quite as involved as this phase because there's less less buildings and more outdoor stuff, which is a little bit easier permitting permitting and building. Um, but we aren't going to start until spring because of weather. Right. It'll probably take about a year. Um, 
and then move into phase three, which is another building. So that part will take a little bit longer. I, I, our hope is that everything will be done within three years. I, I'm super stu- stoked too because like I tried to go on. Oh, I did go on to the the sign up genius. Yes. And like stuff's already full. Like you already have people. So yeah, y'all gonna have to build another field. So let's right. get on that. There's gonna have to be more teams. So all the people that want to help can volunteer and not feel like. And it, Terry Hagen has been fantastic to let everybody know if it's full, just come. Just come. Just yes. show up. We will you know, give you just a show job. up. Yes. Yes. Um. The, the city has, has done a phenomenal job, and they will continue with programming, operating, and maintaining phase one. And my job really as um, I work for the foundation, so my job now is focusing on phases two and three and the development and, um, and donor stewardship of that. Is it pretty good parking out there? Um, so there's as much parking as we could put in that footprint, um, and there's extra handicap parking, but we are going to use, we have permission from Winthrop to use the Coliseum as overflow parking, mm-hmm. and so specifically for this Saturday, we are expecting big crowds again, right. and we do ask that if you are able that you park at the Coliseum, and we're going to have shuttles running, and we yeah. do have one handicap accessible shuttle too. Shoot, we'll bring, I'll bring a slew of golf cart people out there, man. Yeah. We, I know people got golf carts today, so we could do it. Yeah, we're really excited, and Winthrop has been very gracious to us as well. We're always allowed to use Coliseum for overflow parking. What about stands, um, places, seating, and we things like that? We do have two sets of stands, but they're small, Right. Um, so bring chairs. We right. have picnic tables um, with shade, and you can see the fields from the picnic tables, but there's plenty of room for chairs. I think it would be cool, too, because – I, I know specifically I would like to just come out even if I ain't volunteering just to watch a game. Right. I think, you know what I mean? Like, I like peace and quiet. I want to watch the kids have fun. Yes. You know, not stress and not have a coach screaming at somebody. <laughs> I'm so excited to not ha- not hear nobody scream right. at, a, at, a, at a daggum young in the morning. Right. Like, just everybody's just going to be <laughs> having fun. Everybody's excited. Um, but, yeah, I think that you're going to get a, lo- a large, you know, turnout, hopefully, every Yes, every and game. something that people can do, um, if you would like – Um, We want kids, like you said, we want you to cheer for a particular person, and we recognize that you don't know their name. So um, if you email us, and our email address is on the website, but it's just um, rockhillmiraclepark at gmail.com, we can give you a list of first names of players. Right. And we want to see posters with their names on them. We want you to, you know, to, to yell out those kids and adults' names so that they feel special. That's great information to know. So, yeah, email me. I'll get names to you. You can make posters. We can also keep track of, of who's getting a poster made so that right. everybody gets one. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the city also, just a side note, they were hoping for 30 kids and adults to sign up to have two teams. Um, we had 68 players sign up, and we are starting our very first season with four teams, two kid teams, two adult teams, and they will play every Saturday in October. So tomorrow, how many teams are playing? All four teams. So what's the times? Um, the games will start at 10 o'clock tomorrow to give some time. There's a 5K being run tomorrow morning. Really? So we backed up our game time to not interfere with traffic. Right. Um, so tomorrow we will start at 10 a.m. And there will be a very brief welcome. We're so excited. Mayor Geddes is going to speak for just a second. 
Um, we're going to have an athlete parade so that all the athletes get to parade and, you know, be celebrated as Rock Hill's first Miracle League ever. And then we will jump right into game one. And the games last either two innings or one hour, whichever is max. Right. And um, everybody gets to bat every inning. And um, the kids play first about an hour, and then the adults will play. So the two kid teams are playing against one another, and then right. the two adult ki- teams are playing against one another. That's also I'm, I'm just going to go home and practice my curveball. <laughs> I've got I've to strike people out more. I'm, I'm going to live my childhood dream. And just strike everybody out. I'm super, super excited. Um, is there anything, any other thing? I mean, you got the opportunity to promote whatever you want. I'm, you know, donate is, is yes. the biggest ask. Um, we know that people have donated and they've been incredibly gracious. But I think sometimes people think, well, I can't give $500,000. I can't give $1,000. Every dollar counts. Right. Um, if it's if it's $1, if it's $5, those dollars add up and – Um, We have over 700, actually I think it might be closer to 900 now, um, individual donations. Right. And, you know, some of those are recurring donations from people who've made pledges. But when I look at that spreadsheet as I track every month where we are towards our goal and I see – all just all the names like I don't care if it's a five dollar or a five hundred thousand dollar it's the fact that that many people in our community believe in man, this man I park. hope not because I'm not giving five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> I wish I could but my donation is not that every month I promise you if the beard oil business was that good I promise you y'all would be getting a little bit more um Chan Kylie I appreciate y'all coming Thank you. um I don't think this will be the last time we talk about it I think as the phase goes phases come and go Come back on, bring who you want. Um, I'll, I'd like to make it a little bit more accessible when we figure out what we're going to do full time to where we can have some of the kids come on. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. Some of the parents come on with the kids. Like, I'm, I'm down for it. Y'all cool with that? Yep, sounds good. All right, deal. All right, I want to thank, uh, look, everybody, if, even if you don't hear it until tomorrow, um, there's more games. Tomorrow's not the only, day, only game. What else? I know what I wanted to ask. For the everybody bringing kids out there, what else is going on tomorrow? You're going to have the parade. You're going to have all of this. What else? I mean, is, is there any other treats going to be out there for? Um, I'm not 100% I mean, like, are you going to sure. do, are you doing like snacks or something like that? Well, the concession stand concession will stand. be open. Right. Yes. Concessions. That's, that's a good question. We've had that asked over and over because the park is open seven days a week. As of right now, concessions are only open on game days. So, um, okay. Game day concessions will be open. Our office will be open to purchase Miracle Park items. The playground is always open. Right. Um, and, you know, just so come the playground's out and enjoy always the open. Well, seven okay, to I seven. was like, sorry. <laughs> you can see me out there at 10 o'clock <laughs> swinging off something. I'm telling you. Seven to seven, the playground is open. It's, it's dawn to dusk. Right now, we're operating seven to seven. As it starts to get dark sooner, then we will close earlier. But, the, the playground is open while the games are going on. Um, you know, we encourage you to walk around. We have the sensory area with the pathway and the music wall and the touch wall. Um, so all so of yeah, that. I don't know nothing about that. I'm ready. Yeah. I can't wait to go out there yeah. tomorrow, man. I'm taking all the girls. I'm glad now that you told me about the signs, I'm going to try to get in touch with you later on and figure out names. Yes. We'll bring the girls out there and have some signs. Like, dude, this is going to be on. Like, yep. y'all don't even know. Y'all don't awesome. even know what you started with this man right here because I'm telling you, like, it's on. Um, all right. I appreciate it again. Uh, thank you to Hospitality Heat and Air, um, Spikes, uh, 
Pigskins and Peanuts and Haven Miller State Farm and TJ Christenberg out there at Sign Techniques. I'm still waiting on my banner, man. So uh, holler at me. I know, TJ, man. See, them Rock Hill boys, man, you can't do nothing with them. I appreciate it. And uh, actually, while we dropping, we did another episode, so these two will be dropping um, tonight. So we'll see. Y'all listen so you can see how country you and me and you sound <laughs> on the thing. Yeah, you ain't singing, brother. You talking, so it's going to be country. It's Rock Hill. All right, y'all have a good one. Thanks. Day to day, working his life away.